Numbers chapter 16 tonight, Numbers chapter 16, and I want to say that I appreciate the opportunity to be home, and I thank God for this church. I'm grateful that we have the privilege to work out of the Bible Baptist Church. Uh, this August, next month, will be four years already that we have joined the church, and we're grateful, and I thank God for the man of God and his dear wife. We appreciate them. And appreciate the Sunday school class. The adult class supports us, and it's very helpful, and I'm very grateful uh, for all that you do. And pray for us every day that God would help us and use us. I love this country. I appreciate men that go to foreign soil, but I love America, and I, I want God to use me across this land. And uh, so you pray that God would do that and help me uh, as we go across the journey Every now and then, he'll snatch up another one and save them by the grace of God. And I know that I don't have anything to do with that, but I like being around it. Amen. And uh, hallelujah. So you pray for us that God would use us tonight. And uh, I tell you what, the Lord spoke to me this afternoon as I prayed. And I'm preaching tonight on going to hell with your eyes open. Going to hell with your eyes open. Look in Numbers chapter 16 and verse 1. Now Korah, the son of Izhar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab and On, the son of Peleth, the sons of Reuben, took men. They rose up before Moses with certain of the children of Israel, 250 princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown. They gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron, and said unto them, You take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lift ye up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord. When Moses heard it, he fell upon his face. Turn with me to verse 28. Verse 28. The Bible said, and Moses said, Hereby, you shall know that the Lord hath sent me to do all these works, for I have not done them of mine own mind. If these men die the common death of all men, or if they be visited after the visitation of all men, then the Lord hath not sent me. But if the Lord make a new thing, and the earth open her mouth and swallow them up with all that appertain unto them, they go down quick into the pit. Then you shall understand that these men have provoked the Lord. And it came to pass as he had made an end of speaking all these words that the ground clave asunder that was under them. And the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up. Their houses and all the men that appertain unto Korah and all their goods. They and all that appertained to them went down alive into the pit and the earth closed upon them and they perished from among the congregation. Thank you, you may be seated. I wanna preach just for a few moments if God will help me on going to hell with your eyes open. Let me say four things quickly about hell. Number one, that it was created for the devil and his angels. It was not created for humanity, but because man rejects the love of Christ, he will die and go to hell. 
We live in a society where they deny it. We live in a society where they make fun of you if you believe in it. But I'm telling you, four seconds after they die and wake up in a devil's hell, it'll change their mind, but it will be too late. Uh, it is created for the devil and his angels. As I preach this morning, God has made a way out. Amen uh, and amen. It is created for the devil. We see number two, that is a place of crying. The Bible said he cried uh, because he lifted up his voice being in torment. Uh, Billy Graham came out in 1996 in Time Life magazine. They'd done an interview with him and they said, do you believe that there's fire in hell? He did not deny it, but he said, I do not know. Well, I've got news for Mr. Graham. Uh, the Bible said there is fire in hell. It's a place of torment. He lifted up his eyes being in torment. There is fire in hell. Our loved ones that are perishing tonight, they will die and wake up in a devil's hell and be on fire in hell. There is fire. I'm glad tonight I will never experience the fire that's in hell. I ought to be there. You ought to be there. But thank God for the grace of God that we'll never spend one night in a charred walls of the damned. I'll never know what it's like to be in torment in hell. That's enough to get up every morning and bless the good Lord and praise him. I thank God that we'll never feel the fire of hell, amen. It's a place of crying. Can I say that there's a place for concern for family? He was concerned about his brothers. He said, would you go back to my father's house? You know what I thought about, Brother Tim, is the fact that as we, the people of God, when people die, it's too late to be concerned about them. Uh, you know what happens with our burden? It comes and it goes. It comes and it goes. And God help us more in these days uh, uh, to get a burden for the souls of men, uh, not only our family. Uh, you know what, Sam? I heard preaching years ago uh, that changed my life. I remember the Lord spoke to me and he said, I want you to go to this meeting. It was Labor Day and I was working a job and so I had Monday off. The other meeting was six hours away. I was gonna get there just for the the night service and turn around and drive all the way back enough to go to work Tuesday morning but the Holy Ghost, you know why Brother Jim? Because I went and I heard a man a matter of fact the Lord sent me six hours to burn my hide and here's what he said he said you're so lazy that when you pray for your family you don't even call them out by name, you just say Lord save my family and the Lord said to me He's talking to you. You just, you don't even take the time. I'm telling you, I drove home that night with a burden in my heart and I began to name them one by one and name their children one by one. I'm telling you, we're so wrapped up in this stinking world that we don't even take the time to pray for my family. I've already lost a brother that's in hell tonight and I got two more that need to be saved and I'm telling you God has been working on my heart to pray harder 
better for them to have a burden for their soul, amen. Because once I passed by their casket, it's too late. Hell, it's a place of concern. It's a place of captives. But Casey, they're not getting out of hell except to be brought up to be judged and cast into a lake of fire. I want to look at four individuals tonight who went to hell with their eyes open. In our text, Korah did because of his attitude. You know what he was? He is a rebel. He rebelled against the order of God. I've got news for you. God has an order. You're going to have to do it God's way. You see, sometimes maybe some of your family are lost. They want to do it their way. You're not going to do it your way. You're going to do it God's way. God had an order. He had put Moses in charge and command. And this fellow, Korah, said, huh, you take too much upon yourself. You've lifted yourself up above the congregation. No, he didn't. The Lord put him above the congregation. How the man of God is above the congregation in the fact that he's in charge. Amen. I tell you, I go to preaching some places and you know what, Brother Paul, I can tell? There's nobody in charge there. I like it when the man of God is in charge because then the Holy Ghost will show up. When a man of God's not in charge, the Holy Ghost is absent because he has an order. This man went to hell because of his attitude. I have met some rebels in my day who said, I don't care what that preacher said. I'm gonna do what I wanna do. I'm gonna go where I wanna go. I'm gonna party and live my life. Go ahead, but you'll wake up in a devil's hell and it'll be too late then. God help us if you're here tonight, if there's anybody that's a rebel that should get right with God before it's too late, amen. He rebelled against God's order. He rebelled against God's opportunity. Brother Laddie, verse 16 of that chapter, Moses said, tomorrow. So you know what he's saying? Y'all got another chance while you got opportunity. You better take it. He said, Brother Allen, he said, he said, now tomorrow, you see, tomorrow, What he's saying is, you have another chance today. Now, there's one who took him up on it. In verse one, there's a fellow named On, O-N. He's not in verse 27. You know what? That old boy went to the house and he said, you know what? He said, I don't care what old Cora does and I don't care what old Dathan does. I'm not going to hell for them. I'm not going to go. Don't you go to hell for anybody. You hear me? I'm telling you, you better make up your mind for yourself. Thank God. Oh, on said, I think I'll take that mercy. I'm glad, thank God. I didn't get saved the first time. I didn't get saved the second time. But brother Tim, thank God. I'm glad. I'm glad he gave me another opportunity. I'm glad he gave me another call. I'm glad, thank God, that he called me another time and he gave me mercy and he said, why don't you come? And thank God, I'm glad he did, amen. Don't rebel against that opportunity. 
He went to hell because of his attitude. Can I say number two, John chapter 12, Judas went to hell because of what he was attached to. He loved money. Judas was not going to give that up. Some people love booze. Some people love drugs. Some people love fornication and adultery. And they're not going to give it up. They're going to go to hell for it. You hear me? The Bible said that he was in charge. He had the bag. He's the one who is keeping the money. The Bible said that he was a thief. What he was attached to had corrupted him. The Bible said that he bare the bag. He, what, he bare what was put therein. That word bare means to lift. It means he stole it. He stole from Jesus. Like some of y'all that don't pay your tithes. Amen right there. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but it did. Hallelujah. I'd be afraid not to tithe. Amen. <laughs> Oh, I would never be like Judas and steal out of the bag. But when you don't uh, and you buy what you want and you don't put it in a plate, you're just as guilty of stealing from the Lord. Amen. Amen. That was free. That didn't cost you nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. He bare what was, he lifted it. He stole it. It corrupted him. I've watched people choose their sin and go to hell with it. Remember years ago, I was with another fellow who was in revival. This was probably around 1983. And he preached that night. And a woman come to get saved. In the middle of it, she asked the pastor, do I have to leave the man I'm living with if I get saved? He said, we'll talk about that afterwards. Let's get you saved. She said, oh, no. You see, she was not willing, Brother Jim, to leave that man. When he said, well, yeah, you're gonna to have to do something. She got up from her, her being on her knees and went back to her seat because she chose rather to have her sin. You know why Judas never got saved? Because he chose to have his sin. It not only corrupted him, it consumed him. He sold, but Sam, he sold, he sold Jesus for just 30 pieces. I've got news for Judas. He's worth a whole lot more than that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, sir. But it consumed him. You know what sin will do for you, young fellows? It'll consume you. It'll destroy you. It'll ruin you. And it'll take you to hell. I'm telling you, thank God, there's not many men who get to be the age of my dad at 38 and get born again. You hear me? Sin had just about destroyed him, just about took him to hell. He was on a fast track of going, but all for the mercy and the grace of God. Hallelujah. 
I say sin will destroy you. It will consume you. He went to hell because of what he was attached to. I have seen people. I remember my brother. I remember one night many years ago, uh, well over 20 years ago. Now he's kind of gotten religious, Brother Chris. But I remember that his wife, God had moved in that little old church that night. A conviction had fallen in that building. And I remember she looked at him and said to you want to go down. Oh, listen, I'm telling you, uh, he had opportunity with him and his wife both to be saved. And he said no. And because she was attached to him, she did not go down herself. And I'm telling you, they're lost without God today because they have been attached. I'm telling you, your sin will destroy you and carry you to hell. He was consumed in it and then it cost him his life. He hung himself. He realized what he'd done, Brother Jack, and he, he went out. He went back to him and threw him his 30 pieces of silver down and he went out and hung himself. Some go to hell because of their attitude. Some go to hell because of their attachment to the world. Number three, Rich man in Luke 16 went to hell because of his abundance. Because of self. Because of self. Pride in self. Pride in his morals. You know what? There may have been some people here this morning that were lost, but they're too proud to admit that they're going to hell. Too proud to bow a bended knee. But I'm telling you, they will one day. Oh, they're going to bend the knee and recognize that he is the son of God, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I would not go to hell. You hear me tonight? I wouldn't go to hell. I'd chunk that stinking pride because I'm telling you, pride will take you to hell tonight. They had pride in his morals. I'd say he probably had pride in his membership. He probably was a member of the good old First Baptist Church in town. He had pride in his merits. You know what I thought about? I thought about how that he probably was one of those who would get in front of a big audience and write big checks to charities and how good that he was and yet he had a beggar who was at his gate every morning that didn't even get any crumbs from his table, Brother Mike, because there was nobody around to see it and so nobody could brag on him. I've got news for you. You better chunk that stinking pride because pride will take you you to hell. You know why that Pilate went to hell because of pride uh, to admit that Jesus was uh, the son of God and to recognize uh, that he was the king of kings uh, and the Lord of lords. Oh, he found no fault but he found no faith uh, to believe and to trust in the Lord because of his pride. We live in a world full of pride, full of self. Some of you, you're religious and you're going to go to hell because of pride. You're not going to be willing to admit that I am lost. You know what? I'm telling you, I wouldn't go to hell. It wouldn't matter what anybody said. And the devil's a liar to you. He'll tell you that, boy, what will they think and say? 
I'll tell you what they'll say, hallelujah. I'm glad you're not going to hell. I'm glad that you got born again, amen. I'm glad that you got saved by the good grace of God. You hear me? I'm telling you I would not allow pride to take me to hell. I'm telling you tonight, I would not, I would not let myself keep me from being saved by the grace of God. Place of torment. I'm telling you, your pride will take you there. Yes, sir. There better be a time in your, your life. I, I can't remember exactly what I said. That was 1972. But I tell you what I know. I tell you what I can remember. I remember the day I went home, something had changed because somebody had moved inside of me. And I knew that something was different. I knew that I said a four-letter word that had never bothered me before. But Brother Dave, when I said a word that day, I said, oh, I shouldn't say that. You know why? Because somebody inside of me said that's unholy, that's unrighteous. And you don't need to be talking that way. I'm telling you, God moved inside of me. I'm telling you, I don't remember what I said, but I'll tell you what I remember, that God changed my life and he thanked God he came in there and he's been living in there ever since amen amen pride in his merits I told you I wouldn't be long tonight fourthly and I'm done Luke 12 the farmer he was apathetic he went to hell because he was apathetic The first man went to hell because of his attitude. Judas went to hell because of his attachment. The rich man in Luke 16 went to hell because of his abundance. He went to hell because of his being apathetic. That word means he's a procrastinator. You know what happened? Brother Poindexter, there's people, some of our family, we've all witnessed to them. Brother Chris, you talk about a sister. You know what? They probably in their heart know what you're talking about is real. But they kept saying, or they keep saying, I'll get saved later. I'll get saved later. I'll get saved later. I'll get saved down the road. Brother George, the devil comes and he whispers to him. And he says, you know, that preacher's right, but don't do it today. Don't worry about it. Get saved tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes, he says, get saved tomorrow. And tomorrow comes, he says, get saved tomorrow. Before you know it, they slide off into hell. You know what happened to this man? He got distracted by the plans that he had in life. He got distracted by the position he had in life. He was at a good place. Brother Shannon Mapp had talked to a a man that was going to Brother Ronnie Simpson's school many years ago. And that's close to where Dale Earnhardt lived. They call it Dale Earnhardt Boulevard. And this missionary or this man knew somebody that had gotten saved who went to school with Dale Earnhardt. He went to his house and he said, Dale, I need to talk to you. And he said to him, he said, Dale, he said, you know you need the Lord. 
You see, everybody wants to put everybody in heaven. They can cuss God one breath and, and, and they're saved the next. He said, Dale Earnhardt got up out of his seat and he went to his window there and he looked out that big backyard and full of cars and you know what he said? He said, I'm not ready to give this up. He had plans of his own. He was good in the position where he was. He never knew that one day he was going to be driving a car that hit a wall at over a hundred and some miles an hour and snuffed out his life just like that. You see, he was in a good place. He had plans. Now, no doubt he, he probably said to that brother, you're right, I know it, but just not now. Or not today. We'll do it another day. And another day. A man's a fool to know he's going to hell. I'll never forget the last conversation I had with my brother. And I said, John, you're going to die and go to hell without God. And he said, no, I'm not. I'm going to get out of here. And I'm going to go party some more. And I'm going to smoke some more dope. He never got out of the hospital. He died just a few months later. You hear me tonight? I'm telling you hell is a real place. You better not put it off. You better not because you, you, you could make your plans all you want to. But I'm telling you there's nothing greater in this life than knowing that you're born again. I'd rather be a beggar and really live on the streets to know that I'm going to heaven than to live in a palace and to be a king. You hear me? And to be a king and die and go to hell. Oh, what a treasure. It's been said already two or three times a day. Oh, what a treasure we have. What a treasure we have in Jesus tonight. Don't go to hell because of pride. Don't go to hell because of your attitude. Don't go to hell because of being apathetic. Don't go to hell tonight. All I know is that's what God told me to say. Let's stand if you would please. They're going to sing for us. Would you let God do something for you? Church, when's the last time you really got an old-fashioned burden? May God help us tonight. Go ahead and sing, brothers. <laughs>